Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to LEGO Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to LEGO Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only LEGO Masters podcast. We're very excited today to bring you an interview with Jess from Anthony and Jess of LEGO Masters Season 3. We sat down with her after they unfortunately got permanently eliminated and she was very kind and answered a lot of our questions. Yeah, we had a really great chat with Jess and she gave us a lot of insight into her dynamic working with Anthony and what it was like watching Brickman build, which was really interesting. There's a lot of good stuff there, so take a listen. We have a very special guest on the show today. Jess, thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. So tell us, how was your time on Lego Masters Season 3? It was amazing. Honestly, I think my um, my catchphrase for the uh, for the season has been phenomenal. And I think that's <laughs> so true about everything. I'm just, just being in that environment with so many talented people was phenomenal. So that's, um, yeah. And with you and Anthony, had you had a chance to build together before the show started filming or was that your first time in that first episode? It was pretty much our first time building for that first episode. So we had met up um, maybe about the week before um, just to kind of have a chat, meet each other as people, um, which was so fantastic because we just clicked straight away. We both <laughs> love life and are really enthusiastic and passionate. And so he's just an awesome guy. So, you know, it was fun to work together. Um, but yeah, so we kind of, I think we met up and we were just kind of, you know, going to meet each other for an hour or so. We ended up spending like five or six hours just playing around with his Lego collection. And it was just so much fun because we were like, what if we try this? Let's put the shark here. And then we're like, oh, you know what would be awesome? So it just kept building and building. And then I think it was like, (laughs) you know, maybe like 2 a.m. I was like, oh, actually, I should probably, you know, we should probably go (laughs) and sleep. (laughs) Yeah, we just both had this shared passion. Um, And it was so exciting to meet someone else who, you know, was also so passionate and interested. And so when you guys went into a build each episode did you have like a strict plan of attack like you know you do this I do this this is our process or did you really just have to wing it each time I'm very much a planner so I'm very in into like planning and management and I mean that's kind of what I do a little bit outside of my Lego life too so um, I like things to be very efficient I think the tricky part is when you're building and constructing there's so many things that change um, and different challenges you face you know you build one thing and then there's something else that happens and then of course there's you know you throw in Brickman and Hamish and they're kind of coming over and um, giving you feedback or you know interesting ideas like oh wouldn't it be cool if that was on an angle and you know so I think there's so many factors I did a lot of replication where possible because Anthony has amazing technical skills so we tried to lean into that of him building kind of the more technical um, things I did a lot of the bricklaying you know big bricklaying for for example, our cave for our bear, he built the bear and I built, mm. you know, the background and all the trees and, you know, to kind of set the scene as well. But then by the same token, I built the um, the motor for our Kraken, like the mechanism for that. So um, That was so cool. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, and that was my first kind of 
foray into that area. And so um, I think we just bounced off each other and it was about being open to teamwork. Yeah, and working out what the other person's strengths were. And we were just lucky that we were really compatible in that way. Yeah, so that made it a lot easier to build together. You mentioned the bear before, and I'd love to jump into that build for a minute. Um, Some of the feedback that Brickman gave was, he sort of vaguely said, you know, technically there are ways that this bear could have been built better. And that was sort of all he said about it. Off off screen or, or after the judging's done, do you guys actually get to sit down with Brickman and get advice on how that could be built better or or is he more um, kind of detailed in the judging and we just don't really see it on TV? Oh, I, I would love the opportunity to sit down with Brickman and just pick his brains and get some of his knowledge into my brain because <laughs> he knows so much and he's, um, you know, a few, a few times where, you know, throughout the build he'll duck into the brick pit and build something for Hamish or, um, or whatnot and just the way he operates is astounding. Like it's, amazing to watch him work I'd love to just kind of pause time on our build and just be able to sit and really engage but we do (laughs) get I guess a little bit more detail in in the judging than what they show it's tricky kind of sometimes what they don't show throughout the process is you know you'll kind of be building something and then Brickman might come over and be like oh so you're making it colorful hey and then you're like oh okay Mm, yeah we'll make it all white (laughs) you know and it's you know and it's like oh for example I think talking about our chocolate build you know we we're trying to think of this wow for our, our spaceship where we built chocolate. And we decided that we wanted to have this big, bright pink bar in the middle. Um, you know, and Brickman came over and said, what's your wow? Um, and so we kind of explained it to him. And then he was like, is that going to be a big enough wow? Mm. Um, and so, I, of course, then we were overthinking everything and stressing. and so. But it's a bit tricky because, I mean, Brickman's the judge, right? So you want to impress him. At the yeah. end of the day. You mentioned just before the chocolate build. In the TV episode, we heard you guys talking about a minifigure at the front of the build that you guys felt maybe ruined part of the build. But to us as viewers, it looked great. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So that was our minifigure moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what had happened was we'd set up the factory and we'd kind of structured it um, similar to like you do with art. I guess we had kind of the foreground, middle and back. Um, and we kind of structured it so that we had the chocolate wall at the back that was exploding. Um, and then we had parts down the side and we put our bright pink chocolate bar in the middle, um, kind of front and center, um, to kind of really indicate that it was chocolate. A little bit of play on words with the Mars, because it's mission to Mars, mm. Mars oh, bar, but without infringing on any copyright. Um, and so <laughs> then having that kind of chocolate bar in the center. Um, and then at the last, we were making all these mini fig stories. So, um, you might have seen from the footage we had. I had someone kind of around the back being um, like eating the chocolate that was flowing out of the machine. So we just had so much fun putting all of these different parts into the build. Um, and then we were throwing on minifigures. And as Anthony and I do, we were pushing right through to the very end because there's always something you can do for a model. So we'd got all our big pieces in, but we were just getting all those little stories in. Um, and because this giant bar of chocolate had been on a table and the table had collapsed because the chocolate factory had exploded and gone wrong. So we wanted to have a person kind of running away from that chocolate bar. So we'd put them right at the front um, and Brickman had kind of said that um, aesthetically that kind of covered the chocolate bar. Wow. Final moments just, you know, smashing things on and we're like, yes, let's do it. And then, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, Brickman didn't like it. And, yeah, I I didn't like it. Um, that's the thing the standard is so ridiculously high that something like one minifigure in the wrong place can send you home in this competition because it's so tight 
it literally is that 5% and a mini fig can be the difference. Yeah, that it is. It's so true that the, the standard is so high and some of the things that have caused people to be eliminated, you sort of look at it and go, oh, wow, really? Like it was such a good build still, but I like, you know, someone has to go home at the end of the day. Yeah, so unfortunate. Um, I'd love to talk about the half and half build which unfortunately sent you guys home the first time yes (laughs) you did get a second chance which we loved oh great (laughs) if you could have done that challenge again would you have picked the telescopes again or do you think you would have picked something else yeah like I'd love to have done all of them because they all looked great um Mm. I think probably we would just because we were both so drawn to the telescope that was kind of the one that we'd picked yeah I think technically it was a Really, even though the studs were on top, it was a quite a difficult technical challenge. Mm. It was very thin, and just that shape is really difficult to replicate. So everything's spherical, and um, the way that we'd approached the challenge was initially planned to have the astronaut that Anthony built lying on his back, like a jetpack style, like the rocket, oh. like he'd been strapped to the rocket and it had taken off. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, which totally changes the way that you build. Something because if we were planning on sitting him on the rocket, we probably would have built a structure within the rocket and Technic framed it out mm. and built his body around that. Mm-hmm. So I'm super proud that we got it there. I'm super proud that he had a helmet. Um, but because we had all these technical challenges in the back end as well, I think that made it a bit difficult for us to really polish the build, which is why we went home um, because it wasn't it wasn't polished, it wasn't neat. Yeah, you talk about the difficulties of of switching or changing your build halfway through. And that's something that kind of hit you again in last Sunday's episode, which was the, another elimination um, with the dream home. And halfway through, you had to change it to make it a nightmare home. I feel like you guys were maybe the worst hit by that because, first of all, you were further into your build than anyone else with the extra hour. But also, you had built the build in such a specific way that suddenly changing it to be the exact opposite was such a difficult thing. Did you feel like that twist was maybe a bit unfair? The twist was definitely a shock for us, um, and it definitely did turn our dream home into a nightmare. (laughs) I think we potentially missed the brief a little on dream home. We focused on it being the home, so we made we decked out the home, and I think what we were really Mm. aiming for was that playability. So we had um, an arcade level, we had a a massive, like, shark aquarium inside and so it was this kind of like billionaire's play mansion really but then when the the nightmare happened and you know obviously it was kind of framed as a beach house Mm. so of course the opposite or the nightmare of living on the beach would be a tsunami it kind of forced our hand to build this giant wave and water as we know is really tricky in lego so and because we'd built our structure so so big our, our house so big our wave had to be so big we loved it we loved that home I would love to live in that home (laughs) it would be amazing and um yeah and I mean it's never nice to to go home and especially the the second time when it's you know very real I mean the first time we thought it was real until they told us afterwards that it wasn't um (laughs) but yeah but for this one yeah it kind of all sunk in and was yeah and just devastating to think that that nightmare had kind of created a nightmare for us in our lego journey too (laughs) so when you look back at your time on the season, do you have a build that you hold up as your favorite build ever? Or is it kind of like, you know, trying to pick a favorite child and you love them all equally? Oh, it's definitely like trying to pick a favorite child and you love them all equally. I love them all for different reasons. I loved how much fun we had in our comeback Mm. episode with the autumn 
season, I think we just really had a lot of fun in that build. I felt like although there was a lot of pressure, we felt like we didn't really have anything to lose. So we just went all in. And I think the reason I really like that build is because I think for both of us, it was quite personal. So Anthony built his Nana and Pop's caravan, which is what first got him into Lego. And I have spent a lot of time camping with my family and friends. And so put in a lot of um, you know, little scenes that were quite personal to me. You know, I've got um, a friend, her son is obsessed with fishing and, you know, so I wanted to put someone fishing in there for him and, you know, and we used to go rock hopping as a family and that's quite a personal memory of mine. So, you know, having those little details that just made it more of a full scene. Oh, I loved all of them. I loved them. <laughs> I hope everyone at home loved them as much as we love building them because it was so, so great. If you had to make a call, if you had to make a guess as to who you think might be the ones to take the trophy this season. It's obviously hard, but do you have any ideas? Wow. Again, that's like asking me to choose between my favorite children. Um, (laughs) It's so hard because they're all amazing builders. You know, like Michael and Harrison have a unique kind of style in the way that they do characters. Um, So, you know, you have to watch out for them. David and Gus are, I'd say, unparalleled in their Mm. ability to create amazing creatures and do emotions and Ryan and Gabby. Ryan's one of the best builders in Australia. Um, and Gabby, they're so committed. The way that they manage their time and the focus that they have is excellent. Sarah and Fleur, I love their creativity and their approach. They work really well as a team. And that's one of the key things in building big structures is, you know, being able to work together. So I think they do that really well. Could be anyone. Is that everybody? Oh, and Scotty and Owen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who can forget Scotty and Owen? They are amazing. So I actually think we need to check that Owen's not a robot because he (laughs) runs fast, he builds fast. It's insane. And the way that he can, his mind works is fantastic. Like it's so inspirational to see him as an engineer getting in there, solving problems really. Yeah. And he's quick, he's quick, efficient. And him and Scotty both work really well together. Best of luck to all of them. And yeah. We were very sad to see you and Anthony go. I think you know, we've said over the last few episodes that we really started to see your confidence building in, in both of you and you sort of really gelling as a team. So it was, it's, it's been delightful to see you on screen. We're glad that we got you back for a little bit, but it is very sad that we've had to see you go again. It really just has been an amazing experience, a fantastic journey. And I think we're both just so thankful for the time that we, yeah, got to be a part of it. Yeah. So excited to be able to bring that kind of joy to um, yeah, the people at home watching and yeah, we hope that they've enjoyed watching it as much as we had building it. And I hope that that's inspired some people to be curious about how things around them work and to yeah, be inspired to either through Lego to connect to that world or in general, um, just finding the fun in life. Jess, you have been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for chatting to us today. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. We have a bunch more interviews like this one. Make sure you go check them out if you haven't already and subscribe because we'll have some more interviews coming out with the rest of the contestants. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if everything goes to plan. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at legomasters underscore deconstructed and on Twitter at lmdthepod. You can always hit us up there. Any thoughts, questions, feels telling us what you had for dinner, etc. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, not a goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.